0: In July, a federal appeals court dealt a blow to U.S. efforts to prosecute people for allegedly manipulating LIBOR. That's the interest rate benchmark that's used to value more than $300 trillion in worldwide securities. The panel threw out the convictions of two former Rabobank traders in London, saying saying prosecutors had improperly used testimony the two men were forced to give in the U.K. But now U.S. prosecutors are proving they aren't giving up. On Friday, two Paris bank bankers at Societe Generale were charged with submitting false information about the rates at which that bank was able to borrow money. Will these prosecutions fare any better than the Rebel bank cases? With us to give some insight is Bloomberg News' New York courthouse reporter Patricia Hurtado, uh, joining us uh, from the federal courthouse in Manhattan, right? Right, Pat? Uh, yeah. Okay. Thanks for thanks for joining us on Bloomberg Law. So LIBOR, this whole issue is, is fairly complicated. But before we get into the alleged wrongdoing in this case, just tell us about the two bankers who were charged. What do we know about them?
1: Well, it's an unusual case um, in that this is the first time uh, the U.S. government has uh, – brought charges against two female bankers, um, but they're basically, the allegations are that they engage in the same kind of corrupt activity that their male colleagues at other banks engaged in. So these women were uh, longtime bank, uh, bankers at, uh, who'd worked their way up. Uh, some, one of them has been at uh, Société Générale for at least 15 years and worked her way up to the leading the desk that um, all, did all derivatives trading in the world. And her subordinate is accused of, of helping her in the scheme. Now, is getting them here going to be a big hurdle? France has been reluctant to extradite in general, and particularly with respect to a former Societe General Trader charged with benchmark rigging by the U.K. Uh, Yes, and that's already happened. The Paris Appeals Court uh, refused to extradite uh, earlier this year a former SOCGEN trader who was charged with benchmark rigging by the U.K., and they wouldn't send him there. Um, it, um, it's unclear if these women are both, they're both French citizens, whether France will send them to the U.S. Um, there is also, there's possibly one avenue open to the U.S. government and that if one of them, and it's believed to be uh, the defendant, Miss saint uh, is in, the, in London, the, the U.K. might be more willing to turn over a non-U.K. citizen to the U.S. for prosecution. But that remains to be seen.
0: So, so tell us a little more about the allegations, and in particular, what what was their uh, supposed motivation behind what what they were accused of doing?
1: Um, there. Their allegation are, is that every day 16-member uh, banks submit a rate submission for what the bank is believed to be able to trade and sell uh, t- derivatives on, and that rate is submitted and then uh, uh, averages come out. What these women are accused of doing is submitting an average that make it look like the bank was in a better financial position than it actually was. And the government alleges, the U.S. government says, they were doing it to protect their reputational harm, uh, that the bank would get if the real uh, trading rate or uh, LIBOR rate was really known, to bar- its ability to borrow money. And later on, what the allegations are um, one of the defendants ale- allegedly got worried that they were being investigated or they might come under scrutiny by regulators and suggested to superiors that they basically submit a truer LIBOR uh rate to the, the bankers' association. And, um, but basically, she warned them, and they ignored her, and she, they continued the scheme. Pat, a New York appeals court tossed out convictions of two former London-based Rabobank traders for manipulating the LIBOR benchmark rate. Assuming that they do get extradited, will that ruling affect this case? Um, that was a kind of an interesting case because the way the, it's been explained to me and the way it kind of came out at the trial of the Rabobank case is um, the government, the US government did an investigation into LIBOR rigging and it was talking, it was investigating the effects it had on the US market. And some of the LIBOR rates get affect interest rates uh, as well as like how much uh, interest rate you pay on your credit card fee. So um, what the, the argument was that the U.K. and the U.S. had competing investigations, and the U.K. had um, compelled some of the defendants to give testimony against their will, and the argument was that the witness, one of the key witnesses in the U.S. case read this compelled testimony and was tainted. Um, in this case, apparently, the government doesn't have that problem because this is an, a, just a solo U.S. investigation, so there's no other component. An invest, you know, parallel investigation carried out by any other kind of regulatory agency.
0: So, Pat, Pat let me a- a- ask you this question. Is, uh, if one of the arguments here is that, you know, with this this alleged conduct, these women are in, Ms. Um, uh, Singh, I haven't trouble with the name, Singh Zangra and Biscand were in uh, Paris, and the alleged you know, LIBOR is centered in London, What's the U.S. interest in uh, this whole matter? Why are U.S. prosecutors involved in the first place?
1: Well, the U.S. government says that if this LIBOR rate is rigged, even if it's rigged in Europe, it affects transactions all across the world, and it affects a $350 trillion market. And uh, the U.S. government specifically says as a result of the LIBOR rate getting rigged by these women – um, allegedly being rigged by these women, it affected um, financial products um, that were euro-dollar futures. And one of those uh, it, that bases their rate on the euro-dollar future is um, traded on the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. So the allegation is it harms U.S. markets, and it could eventually affect how much money you pay on an interest rate on your credit card bill every, or how much you pay on a student loan. Pat, these cases seem to indicate how difficult it is to have cross-border prosecutions with the different rules involved and the reluctance of some countries to hand their citizens over. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like uh, it, this since this case got announced literally, you know, a week after the ruling in the uh, – weeks after the ruling in the appeals court setting aside the Rabobank conviction, it seems to show that the U.S. government is kind of pushing forward with a resolve to sort of try to get at least – Bring prosecutions. Whether this is to put um, pressure on the bank uh, to the Societe Generale to cooperate with U.S. authorities or regulators or adhere to more stringent rules and to avoid rule breakers, um, it's unclear. But the U.S. It shows a resolve that they're not giving up yet.
0: Pat only about thirty seconds left. What have we heard from sock gen and what have we heard from
1: lawyers for the the two women? um it's unclear who their lawyers are, so that remains a mystery and uh, they're out of the uh, arm's reach of the us government federal prosecutors so we, and the and the bank says it's cooperating with us authorities and the bank has avoided having to pay anything as of yet but only been fined by the European Commission for benchmark rigging in 2013.
0: Okay, we're going to have to leave it there. Our thanks to uh, Pat Hurtado, Patricia Hurtado, Bloomberg News courthouse reporter, talking about these new uh, charges uh, involving LIBOR rigging.